And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. The champions sure did clash, didn't they, Doc Manson at Doc Manson? I think they did. I can't really remember exactly how they clashed or what clashed or how any of it turned out, but, you know, I'm pretty sure I remember that's the thing that happened. It totally did happen, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of DDT Wrestling here on your friendly DDT Wrestling feed. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. We have a new United States champion, or do we? I mean, we definitely had a new champion. How much? Um, Whether or not he's you know relinquished it or not is up for debate, but we definitely had a new champion. So I'm assuming you watched the entirety of the pay per view. Um, yes. Although, honestly, like I said, you're probably going to have to pull out of me the details because I'm not remembering too much off the top well, of my let's, head. Let's, let's get right into it then because I want to spend a few minutes on this. And then I have an idea. Um, Go right into it. Mojo won. Okay. Did you watch the pre-show match? I guess so. He won with like a variation of the broski boot, except instead of kicking the guy, he just ran in. And, like, hit a forearm or, a like, punched Zack Ryder in the face. It was a weird – it's better than his other finisher where he just sat on you. Because unless you're 400 pounds – What? His finisher in NXT used to be he would, like, run the ropes and he would jump and land on you. Like, he would sit on you. And that was his finisher. And I'm like, unless – like, Bull Dempsey could get away with that. Remember Bull Dempsey? Oh, Bull Dempsey. Bullfit? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Um, but, you know, just a muscly guy, I, I I didn't get it. But, yes, Mojo won. Um, Dolph Ziggler is the new U.S. champion. That was a better – Or is he? Yes, then he relinquished the title. People are like, oh, he's done. They just gave him one last title. Now he's done. Yeah, I'm doubting it. Any thoughts? I thought the match was good. I thought the whole thing was good. That was a good pay-per-view. Uh, it seems pretty – unremarkable to me it doesn't mean that's not a good you can be something that could be good but unremarkable uh, usually things that are good are remarkable in some way you know what's remarkable how over what's that? Rusev is that is remarkable like i don't really think he is that over i think it's a funny thing for now but i don't really think it's a long-lasting thing well did you think the fashion files was over? I mean, yeah, it is. So explain to me why it's the over, fa- which is to say oh, it's that done. it's run its course. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. I had to see, see that homonym. Yeah. Homophone. I can never tell the difference. Homon ones. You're a homophone. Thank you. Ring, 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 ring. The homophone. I don't think that's how that goes. I can tell it's going to be one of those kind of shows. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're getting so close to being on break from our jobs. Yeah. It's, we just, Is tomorrow it's, your last day or did you take tomorrow off? 
Uh, tomorrow I'm going in. So I'll be in. Let me ask you this random question. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you took the, the week off, but would you have had Tuesday off anyways? Tuesday? No. Cause our, our buildings, not that I would go to work on my break, but we got an email that let us know that the building would be closed Tuesday because that is Christmas Eve observed. So because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday, they're going to observe it on the Tuesday after Christmas. Nobody, nobody's explained that one to me, so I'm doubting it. And in all fairness, I think we're usually open on Christmas Eve if it falls on a workday. So it seems odd. It's not a holiday, what, is it? What, it's the day before it's a holiday. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve itself yeah, is a holiday. No, it's not. It's the day before a holiday. What business does a university need to get done on Christmas Eve? The same business that it would need to get done on Christmas Day. Do you? So you're just one day happens to be a holiday and the other one doesn't. So if next year Christmas Eve is on a Monday, are you going to work? Probably, yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't I? It's just another day. I can tell you're really in the holiday spirit. No, I'm serious. It's just another day. It's not like it's, it is not the holiday. So I, I, I'm really sort of flabbergasted. I always have that, events on Christmas Eve. Like there are events on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in my family. Well, I mean, I guess there are in mine as well. And I would still go to the events on Christmas Eve. But if I had to go to work, I would. And like, you know, I maybe I would take off an hour or two early or something, use some personal time, but... Would you work um, on Christmas Day? I mean, if I had to, I would. But I don't have to. But if it was optional, would you choose to go in? I mean, if it's optional, no. That's just, to me, optional is like having it off. But if they told me you have to come in on Christmas Day, I'd say, okay. What if they said, oh, okay, all right. Why, wouldn't you? I think it's different because as a public school teacher, no one's ever going to tell me I have to work on Christmas. Right, but if they did, if they said, D.C., you have to come in on Christmas Day this year. No, I'd say why? Because there's very important business that needs to be attended. I, I would ask for an explanation as to what sort of business in a public school needs to be attended to on Christmas Day. And let's say they gave you a suitable answer. And not only did they give you a suitable answer, but they told you, and if you're not here, don't come in on Monday. Well, that's a difference. Yeah, well, of course, I think anyone's going to do. Well, no, I suppose not anyone. But not anyone. You could argue that you're religious. But like if, you know, if I wanted to pretend that I was a really fervent Catholic, I could say they were infringing on my religious beliefs. I suppose that you could, but that wasn't part of the scenario initially. I suppose. Either way, I would just go in. It's not a big deal. Either way, day. Rusev is over. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think he is. Is the point I was trying. Did to you make. watch Rusev Claus and uh, Aiden the Snowman versus the New Day from I SmackDown? I saw a bit of their backstage interaction. It was Wrestle like YouTube. it was. It was Russell Silly, not necessarily at its best. It was not Rusev throwing a fish, but no, it was not. But it was. It was quite good. It was okay. Kofi running around being like, you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. And Rusev pretending to get really winded as he chased him around. 
was really. I didn't see that part. The match itself I, was I saw the, the... the match itself was surprisingly good. I expected it to be kind of a throwaway sort of thing, but I think I only saw their initial interactions with backstage. The yeah, and that wasn't that funny, but you you've been done with New Day for a while now. Correct. All right. But either way, they had a fatal four-way tag match. I enjoyed that as well, although the it was different than a usual fatal four-way because like one member of each team had to be in. That's not how I remember fatal four-way tag matches working. Oh, at the pay-per-view. Yes, game. I'm going back to uh, yeah. No, I it didn't make any sense. Like it to got me good I... at the end, but the beginning was real awkward. I tried to not pay attention to that match. When you the rules didn't make any sense. There was literally one point I think where there was a pin happening directly behind Aiden English, and he did nothing. To try, like it was, it was like all he would have had to have done was lift his foot and moved it six inches, and he would have interrupted the pin. And I'm pretty sure he was looking right at it, but he literally just stood there and did nothing. I seem it was to recall. Awkward. I seem to recall us having these sorts of conversations. I want to say we talked about this with the Ascension in a similar situation, some multi-team match, and Connor just watched the pinfall happen. Yeah, like it didn't. It, I don't know. It the didn't Dudley make any boys sense. were involved too. I think I seem to recall it was could back be. then. Could be. Um, but yeah, a weird, you know, setup to the match, but I enjoyed the ending. Usos won. Um, in your mind, what is the greatest tag team ever? The Bushwhackers. All right. Fine. I'll take you at your word. What is number two? What is the second best team? In wrestling history, behind the Bushwhackers, uh, natural disasters. <laughs> what about the Beverly Brothers? You going to bring up the Beverly Brothers since we're going back to the ninety-two, ninety-three era? They seem kind of terrible. Money, actually. Money Inc. Money Inc.'s up there. Money Inc.'s pretty good. Money Inc. would be might be on a short list for me, legitimately. Not counting Kiwi Shepherders who licked each other's faces. How do you think those kids felt? Like, because I remember. Being licked? Yes. They would get. I think you felt very special. I suppose. Did you? I think you, I think you, you longed to be licked. By a bushwhacker. I think so. Okay. Longing to be licked by Luke. It's just, okay. They were, I don't know. I, they, they, were, were, they, were, they were they were funny. They very were entertaining. I enjoyed their Royal Rumble appearances because they would go in, they would get thrown out almost immediately, and they would just get back into the walk. Mm-hmm. I would love to like to read about how that came to be because, you know, they were – if you watch – I think if you watch some of the old, old, old NWA, WCW stuff on WWE Network, um, they're there as the sheep herders and they're villains. Like I wonder when the walk – came in because it had to have been when they got to WWF. I have to imagine they uh they just watched Vince McMahon walk around a bit and they they were ma- they just were mocking of... Vince McMahon. Uh I assume we'll eventually get to this entire pay-per-view. But I'm reading that he just sold a hundred million dollars potentially mm-hmm. of WWE stock because he's really gonna bring back the XFL. Like, it's really going to be a thing that's happening. That's not at all 
a hundred percent what that story actually is. Well, he's starting. He sold. He's he's got Alpha Entertainment, which is some new venture. Part of it is they have trademarked the phrase XFL, which could be anything for any reason. I suppose. Um, more likely, what's going on is he's going to be purchasing the XFL trademark from the WWE, so that it's no longer a part of the WWE company. There's no reason to hold on to assets like that that bring no value for shareholders. So at some point, it makes sense to spin it out into a separate entity. It makes WWE more appealing from a financial sense, from an investor standpoint, actually. So I actually, I don't necessarily think this is indicative that they're going to do something with the XFL more so than just unloading that property from the WWE. So they're just creating a separate because I this is this shows that I have little to no business sense. So they created a company, maybe not solely for this purpose, but part of the reason they created this company is to take XFL away so that WWE is more marketable. That's what you're now, saying. Now I will say for some reason it seems like Vince McMahon wants to maintain control of this property, right? You could just get rid of it you could just let it die the trademarks right bye bye don't worry anymore see this is why i'm glad you're here doc manson because you know i i I read the headlines on twitter i don't stop and really deeply think about what all of this means so i'm glad you're here to set me straight i just feel like it seems more likely than miss mcmahon is going to spend hundreds of million dollars trying to bring back a failed brand that's a joke I mean, don't get me wrong, you could someone could probably look at the current state of the NFL and say, "Oh, this is a perfect opportunity." But uh I don't really think unless he's he could, crazy, I can't imagine Vince McMahon thinks yeah. that. No, that would that would be it for me. It was like he sees an opportunity, people are down on the NFL, they might try another football league. But again, to be in your 70s and trying to do something like that, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um what did you think of the lumberjack match, the women's lumberjack match? Charlotte and Talia, Charlotte retained her title. Um, I don't remember much about it. Neither do I, which is why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I remember the lumberjacks really wanted to beat up Charlotte, and they mostly left Talia alone. And I don't really understand what that relationship there is. I mean, the riot squad pretty much came out and said that they don't respect anybody. So Yeah, but their heels, Lana and Tamina are heels, Carmella's a heel. It's really Charlotte and Naomi against the world right now. I, we'll talk about the women's Royal Rumble because that is big news. I'm I'm trying to find ways to be excited about it. And it's more difficult for me than it should be, and I feel bad about that. Here's here's the only thing you need to be excited about it. It is the first ever Royal Rumble match for female talent. Yes. And that That's it. that in, that in and of in itself, itself is great. should be exciting. Right. Be excited. Thank you. Uh let's see. After that was um the Bludgeon Brothers and Brizongo. That was just depressing. Yep. Then we had, I think But expected. Unless, unless we're missing a match. Um, I believe the next match was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Orton and Shinsuke with the dual referees. And we saw a lot of, you know, 
back and forth between the referees. Jane Daniel McMahon Bryan made is, a fast count. Jane, Jane McMahon, McMahon is his refused. father. I did appreciate that on SmackDown. That's what Daniel like the the storytelling of that part was nice. I don't know if you saw that on YouTube or whatever. No, but Daniel Bryan basically said, I'm here to save you from yourself. I need to stop you from becoming Mr. McMahon. And Shane kind of was like, okay, well, I respect your opinion and I trust you and goodbye. And he kind of walked away making it look like obviously, you know, he didn't see that particular jab coming. So Mm. um, Sammy and Kevin are not fired. That's always good. Yeah. Yep. The yep movement continues. Yep. And then uh, AJ retained his title against Jinder. I thought Jinder looked good. Surprising, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, we're ready for the Rumble. There's going I, to be yeah. a Rumble. That's right. Or no, tonight. A very Royal Rumble. That's, that's right. right. Those they two pays stopped. were awesome. They should have stopped after that. They could not. You can't get better. You can't get better than like 2002, 2000. They had a run there with the WrestleMania thing in Hollywood, and then there was a SummerSlam thing. They had a run where their promos for these pay-per-views were just amazing. The only thing better than Chris Benoit in that toupee <laughs> was Rey Mysterio having the toupee over, over his mask. mask. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was so funny. Um, so, yes. There is a female Royal Rumble. That in and of itself is exciting. You are absolutely right. I believe they are going with 30 women. So there will definitely oh, be really? some. Re- I think that's what I saw. So there will definitely be some returns. There will probably be some NXT call-ups. Um, I'm assuming if they're going to go with 30, the champions will be involved too. I don't know that they're going to do this for the title yeah, shot. Probably but- not. But I don't know. I mean, they announced participants from both brands didn't they and the champions are not amongst them yet no so i i suppose they could because really if they do 10 from raw 10 from smackdown you have you know Kyrie zane or peyton royce or ember moon have a shot and then you you know bring back yeah. karma Trish. karma and uh Medusa and um, May Young, Sunny. I don't think Sunny's coming back. Sensational shot. <laughs> I like that you stop it at, May, at, at Sunny. Not May Young. May Young might be there. Sunny, no, no, no chance. Um, I, I, you know, I am. I remember lockdowns. I remember pay per views with multiple of the same match and the Royal rumble is long just on its own. So now we're going to have two of them. So like it's a four hour pay-per-view. At least half of that is going to be Royal rumble. At least probably more. So I, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of a single gimmick. It's going to probably become somewhat numbing at some point, but you know, hopefully they're able to keep it varied enough. Um, and, and, you know, different somehow, that we our, stay engaged. I'm sure. Our, I'm new, sure our new DDT bestie, Ryan, the ultimate warrior, um, had an idea where they should put two rings next to each other like war games. This is what I said. 
Didn't you, did you say it too? Or am I confusing it? I said it I last mean, week, I think. But The women come in one entrance, the men come in one entrance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you happen if you to go through, over maybe into the other you. one. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar could, so Asuka gets tossed into the men's ring, then eliminates everyone and wrestles Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Done. All right. Then it was your idea. Maybe he had a different I think one. it was. I don't remember what, maybe he had one where they were all in the same ring. <laughs> so literally it was like an intergender battle royal. Mm. I don't remember. But. It should be good. It should be exciting. I'm pretty sure um, I came up with the idea. If I didn't, Ryan, uh, I mean, just know that I've stolen a great idea. So, <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane. I mean, you could have stopped after Braun versus Strowman. Braun Strowman, and that would have been fine to me. But you know, that's fine. Whatever. Are you ready? It gives for... Brock Lesnar a reason to win um, without or lose without losing. No, to win. Without hurting Braun Strowman. Without hurting Brock Lesnar. Or Braun Strowman, because if he pins Kane, then Braun Strowman didn't lose again. I guess so. Or Kane becomes universal champion. No. That's not happening. You would give it a 0% chance. Yes. Not even 0.10.0. That's a 0% guarantee. But what if like they all trip and fall and he happens to land on top? Nope. Not happening. Okay. Zero percent chance. I would say it's more than a zero percent chance, but less than a fifty percent chance. It's zero. I often am. Though I did make more predictions than you did for the first time possibly ever. No, no, we we tied. No, we did not. Yeah. Mojo. We Mojo. We tied. Mojo. We tied for the Clash of Champions card. Yes, I got the pre-show match right. You did not. We tied for Clash of Champions. So on the night, I emerged victorious. But on the for Clash of, Clash of Champions, I believe we tied. All right then. Uh, let's see. Anything else big? The revival's back. Say yeah. Is that big news? Sadly, no, because they could never get off the ground. I'm. I'm really. I love the revival. But part of me is expecting that by Valentine's Day, one of them will be hurt again. Yeah, I suspect that's. Well, I don't suspect. I mean, I hope not, right? But but the no, track no one, record. No one hopes for injury, but I am yeah. a little nervous about. Hopefully, it. it doesn't go that way, though. It'd be nice if they could get in there, do some damage. Dean Ambrose is hurt. He'll be out for a while. I don't know what the expected timetable is on a ruptured yeah, tricep or whatever it was. They haven't said, so I I, I don't know. What's Seth Rollins going to do? What I would like him to do? Burn it down! I would like him to win the Royal Rumble, go to SmackDown, and wrestle AJ Styles. No thanks. That's what I, that's what I Pass. would like him to do. What would you like AJ Styles to do at WrestleMania? Mm, wrestle somebody good? Shinsuke? I mean, that'd be alright, I guess. Would you rather see him wrestle Shinsuke than wrestle... Seth Rollins? Yeah. Kevin Owens? Yeah. John Cena? Yeah. Samil Singh? Uh, who? One of the Singh brothers. I was just trying to find a name that you wouldn't say yeah to. Ty Dillinger? Sure. Bobby Roode? Yep. 
Baron Corbin. Mm. He took his shirt off, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> why? Why? Why, Baron? Why? The crease returns. Oh, my. Ooh. It's got like a gravitational pull. I got closer to the TV, just couldn't look away. Mm. It's something. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I can tell that our both of us are, are just, just waiting for the hot. Are you excited for the holidays, or are you just waiting for the holidays to be over? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm excited. I. This is going to sound selfish, but I hope someone gets me some good presents. <laughs> That's not selfish. Well, I mean, no, it, it is. is self- it is selfish, <laughs> but it's understandably selfish. I think everyone hopes for good presents. Yeah. What did you I mean, ask don't for? Don't get me wrong. What does Doc Manson want under his uh, multi-denominational tree menorah? To be surprised? I don't do know. Do you get Hanukkah gifts and Christmas gifts? Yes, I do. Do you get a Hanukkah gift every night for eight nights? No. Okay. We typically give each other like one or two gifts on the first night of Hanukkah, and that's really it. Does And again, I wish Mrs. Manson were here to answer this question. Does she celebrate all eight nights, or does she run out of steam at around night five? She, in the past, she has celebrated all nights. I don't think she did this year, though. I'm curious, because not, not being of the Jewish faith myself and not having a lot of experience being involved with people who are Jewish, I, you know, I would, I am interested to know what happens on those different nights. I'm assuming like each candle stands for something. I think it stands for an oil lamp. Okay. I know the Kwanzaa candles all stand for something. I don't think they do. I think it's just like a meaning. No, I mean, you know, you, you, each night you, you add a candle uh, the, I mean, the first night you have two candles, right? There's the Seamus and the the regular candle. I don't Cesaro. know. Yeah, I guess the Cesaro. So the Seamus is like the captain of the candles, and that's the one that you light with the match. And then you use the Seamus to light all the other candles. It's really called the Seamus? I think it's the Shamus, actually, but I like to call it the Seamus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so and what's interesting, is, and, 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 and I, you know, this is something else I would have, had I stopped and thought about it, when I picture a menorah in my head, it has eight candles, but a menorah actually has nine because of Correct. the Seamus or the Shamish. And, right. And so you start with, you know, the first night, the candle on the far right is the one you put in. And then the second night, the one next to that you put in. So it, 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 it goes from right to left. But when you take the Seamus to light them, you light the newest candle first, so you light from left to right. So as new candles appear, you're placing them right to left. But the leftmost candle is the one that you light first with the Seamus, since it is the newest candle. So is the menorah empty? You light the candle and then place it in the menorah? So... You would start with a candle in the spot for the Seamus, and then you would put whatever number of candles you were supposed to put in the lower candle holders. So if it was the first night, you would have one on the far right. If there was the third night, you'd have three candles starting from the far right. Um, And so let's say you had three candles starting from the far right, right? Once you lit the Seamus with your match, you would pick up the Seamus. You would light the leftmost candle, 
then the middle candle, and then the rightmost candle. So you arrange them right Got to it. left, but like okay. them left to right. Okay. For a second, and this is my own – I'm not thinking clearly – I'm assuming it's like the Olympic flame. I'm forgetting you got to light each candle every night. They're not just staying yeah. lit. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like no, the Olympic torch. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm setting this candle that will burn for eight days. No, okay. that's not how it works. That'd this be a big a candle. And then, so as you're lighting it, then there's like prayers that are yes. said. Okay, it's like a song, really. And the first night. And the last night, there's like a special third verse, and the rest of the nights is just two verses. I am impressed with your breadth of knowledge, and well, I, I, I understand you. You are married to a woman of the Jewish faith, so you've experienced this many times by now. But still, I would not know any of that. I thought they stayed lit for eight days. <laughs> well, you are, you know, an idiot. So. <laughs> In many ways. In hey, many, but you know what? We get ways. to eat um, latkes, so that's good. Hey. Again, it could be an entire separate episode just on latkes. You have delicious. not been eating on this show in quite a while. Yeah. I suppose you had dinner, but like. I did one night, yeah. Yeah, that was recently. What did you have for dinner tonight? Just because I'm curious. Um, I had some chicken wings. Um, real, Well, not wings. Sorry, Chip. Uh, they were really chicken tenders with flavor on them. Homemade or from the usual place? From a local place. Um, a tavern? Did you go to the tavern? No, this would be the Double R Diner. The usual place, the one you drive by on the way home. Oh, I wasn't sure if that's what you meant as the usual yeah. place. But yeah, yeah I, so I guess so. We haven't actually ordered there in a while, and we didn't actually order there today, but apparently Mrs. Manson went uh, for lunch. And, so and had we, leftovers. Right, so I got the leftovers. There you go. We ordered from the Moonshine Bar near us, which I still mm. think we should attend at some point, because okay. I think you would enjoy it. Cool. Um, and uh, I had a vegetable stir fry with chicken, so I guess I had a chicken stir fry, but it was quite good. Mm. All right. Um Hideo Tommy has made his Raw debut. He has? He has. He showed up on Raw and on 205 Live. Okay. He teamed with Finn Balor to wrestle Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I'm confused. He's bridging the gap between the cruiserweight division and the main roster. I hope this is the case for everyone. I'm sure it won't be, but I hope it is. So he's basically following in the footsteps of the great Enzo Amore. I suppose in a in a more compressed manner, yes. It was Monday, Tuesday, not a month, but yes, he's he's kind of doing that. Um, Cedric Alexander is now the number one contender because apparently we're going to continue to wait on the turn for Drew Gulak. I don't really know why. Because there is no waiting for Drew Gulak. But he's so good. Yeah, that doesn't matter. We know that. How good was Neville? Where is he? Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? Uh, Austin Aries. So, are we going to see um, Finn Balor and Hideo Itami take over 205 Live, like as a tag team or something? I would love, well, if you remember. I don't. And I'm sure you don't. Humor Hideo me Itami for a moment po- and assume that I remember nothing. Hideo Itami, I think at one point, was attacked. Or maybe it was Finn Balor. Somebody on NXT was attacked to explain the injury. And we never found out who did it. 
It was either a Tommy or Balor. I would love for them to feud. I want Finn Balor as my cruiserweight champion. So cool. I think it's a great move for him. I, I don't mean, think most neither people one of would them hate are current it. cruiserweight champions. No, but I'm saying I would love to see. I'd like the two Balor. of them to feud and just magically apparate a cruiserweight championship between them. I think Hideo is going to eventually take it off of Enzo. I I, I feel bad for Drew Gulak because he's who. He's made Microsoft Office good again, like popular again. Has he? Who else knew what other you know casual fan of the younger age is going to know what a PowerPoint is? Uh, I don't know any of them who have ever gotten slides for a lecture in school. Yeah, but most of them are on Google Slides now. Do you do PowerPoint when you do presentations? Yes. Or do you use Google Slides? PowerPoint. How often do you make presentations? Frequently. Google Slides is nowhere near as powerful and doesn't have the functionality. And don't get me started on Google Sheets. Google Sheets is a laughing stock compared to Excel. I've been so I haven't had <coughs> Microsoft Office in so long that I'm just I use Google Sheets exclusively. I use Office for everything. It's way more powerful. Okay. Good. Better know. functionality. I'm don't get me wrong. The Google Doc stuff gets you done in a pinch when you want to do something quick and easy, but. Outside of the sharing tools, which I admit are superior uh, on the Google apps, um, there's really no reason to use them. Fair enough. This has been Tech Time with Doc Manson. Yeah. Um, Oscar won again. Did... Alicia Fox has a really nice Northern Lights suplex. Like, it's really pretty. Okay. But Oscar won. Do you watch Oscar matches anymore? No. All right, we're going to enter 2018. I don't watch wrestling matches anymore. So here's my question. Except for pay-per-views. We're going to enter 2018. Uh-huh. By the time we get to WrestleMania, are we still doing a wrestling podcast? Probably. What about by SummerSlam? Yeah, probably. Okay. I don't think we're ever not going to do a wrestling power point. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> podcast. I really considered offering up just saying, hey, let's just do another episode of The List. <laughs> you want to do that show all the time. I don't know. Not all the time. Because, again, I'm trying you to temper myself. You want to do it all the time for a week and then never finish That's it. it. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to temper myself because I do. I want to do it constantly. But I know that if we do, we'll either get tired of it. Because uh, Jeremy pointed out, again, at ePlan. FL, that what happens when we get the list, when the list is like a couple hundred people and we're literally having to go through and like find, we're going to get through like two people a day. At that this point. is exactly the reason why I wanted the list to be a show, because at some point it is going to get to that and it's going to be <laughs> glorious. It's going to be that, that sort of obstructionist humor that I love, except it's built into... The very, you know, foundation of what that show is. Matt Hardy <laughs> was playing chess uh -huh. with a goldfish. No. He was playing <laughs> chess with Napoleon. Who is in the body of a goldfish. Well, let's say the vessel of a goldfish, yes. Granted. So are are we are we to assume that reincarnation is a thing? 
Because, you know, you use the word vessel. Are they possessing people? Is this like some sort of weird Marvel sort of thing? Well, I mean, is broken, I'm sorry, is woken Matt Hardy possessed or is he a reincarnated entity? I would assume if you go back to the TNA version, he had been possessed because he went from being just regular Matt Hardy and then he was broken. I mean, didn't that happen also in the WWE? Was he not regular Matt Hardy? And then this entity but he's had the awoken hair. He's him? been woken Matt this entire time. Yeah, a little it's, bit. They've just finally admitted to it. Like, he's had the hair. He's been doing the delete thing. He's been saying, wonderful, this entire time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, How I long enjoyed can that this promo. keep going? Just Forever. being these separate promos forever okay. what i really want is i want matt Hardy but you didn't to start... watch last week's because i watched the you... goldfish no the one before that, that yeah, was was do i have to watch them all to be a proponent of it no i suppose not well okay then thank you for not judging me but as i was saying if they could just get matt hardy off the reservation if they could just get him you know to his own private personal zoo again if we could get like some some you know some of that creativity that I think comes from you know shooting on location instead of just finding a brightly lit spot backstage with whatever happens to be on hand. I think this could go places. Uh, if he's got the creativity, I, I mean, in terms of you know the freedom to be creative, I, I think they also need to give him the freedom to to get out of the backstage area because that's that's not going to cut it for what this could and should be. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my thought. Is we need like they need to go places. I don't even need them to interact until the rumble. Like literally, that could be the first time they come face to face in a ring. Is at the rumble, but you know the goldfish was a nice element. He had at least someone something to interact with. But I'm like, I liked it because it was a bit of a callback to you know the other animals that it previously came. So you know menagerie. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm I'm digging the carryover here, and I just I just hope it continues to grow. Um, so the revival did return and they, they wrestled Heath Slater and Rhino and won handily backstage. Heath Slater. That's amazing. So Rhino and Heath Slater were also on raw. Yes. So they made their return as well. And then they had TV for what a year. And then they had a segment in which Kurt Angle basically told the two of them, Rhino and Heath Slater, that if you want to have opportunities, you've got to toughen up. So apparently we're going to start seeing Rhino is going to help Heath Slater toughen up. And immediately I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm back in. Yep. Get the crackers. There better be some <laughs> I'm crackers. I'm back in. I'm back. Oh, yeah. There has to be some crackers. Um, this could turning, be good. I, 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 was I like the fact that they seem to be embracing – some of the you know more absurdist elements um, between the fashion files and yes, the assign- I, well, I think I mean, that was it. I think it was something like the fashion files and Southpaw Regional Wrestling that they were like, oh, there's 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 something to be done. We can do silly, and people aren't gonna you know crap all over it. If it's funny, we can right. do it. I mean, like the Rusev stuff again. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not. Oh, head over the heels with it, but it is good. It's funny. I'm glad that they're doing something with these guys. And you know what the best part is? Rusev is a funny guy. And so to let him actually be funny on television, I think, is a pretty big break um, from how he's usually portrayed. 
Yes. And I give all the credit in the world to the, like, when Simon Gotch got fired, I was like, okay, Aiden English is done. Like, there's, and yes, he had to latch on to somebody else. But still, like, the character's still somewhat the same, and yeah. he's making it work. I mean, in all fairness, he's probably the second best valet Rusev has ever had. I would go with that. Who's first, Lana or Summer Rae? Lana. Okay, Summer Rae would be third. I guess. Well, maybe she's second. Okay, third best valet Rusev has ever had. Yeah. All right, I'm just scrolling through. Yep, we got the thing. Yeah, SmackDown was definitely like a, it's the holiday season. You know, we got our gender Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus AJ Randy and Shinsuke main event, which was just a, you know, it was a placeholder. It was a holiday show. We had people in costume. Um, Raw and SmackDown, the first hour of each show will be commercial free as aren't a holiday the, gift. Aren't those the holiday shows, really? The well, that's what I'm saying. It was totally a holiday show. I don't know if they're going to try to you know get ready for the Rumble with the one after Christmas, but SmackDown was absolutely So a here's a question show. for you. Uh, it's a holiday show, which normally means – not a lot happens, but you know. Also, it's usually pre-recorded. It's never been broadcast live, and they're going to go live this year. So, do you think they just sort of give us the typical holiday show, or because it's live and that's to change? Do you think they try to get eyes on it by actually having something really major happen on Raw, encouraging people to tune in on on Tuesday? I hope it's the latter. I hope that they do something with it. You know, if you're going to have to do this, don't give us the club versus somebody else <laughs> versus Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins in some, you know, candy cane kendo stick kind of match. Like, I would watch that. Yeah, of course we'd watch it, but it's not candy do- cane kendo stick. What? I don't think that has that ever happened before. I don't know, but if not, copyright 2017, DC and Doc. There you go. They're wrapped up. You, know. you could even put a little curve in like the umbrella. You know, I would hope for... One guy just starts sucking on the end of his, trying to get into a nice point so he can just stab the other guy. <laughs> that would be so great. Imagine how long he'd have to awkwardly suck that thing. <laughs> the, the show continues. And in a little picture in picture in the corner. <laughs> we need a video podcast. Oh. There he is going to town uh, on it. Yeah. Every so often looking at it with an appraising eye, like, nope, not ready yet. I don't know. I like to know what the other person is doing. But I guess if it was a four fatal four way or something, you could have one guy dedicated no, he's, to that. I, I, I'm more thinking he's doing it the whole time, just getting it ready. Like it's just Brock Lesnar, not Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman <laughs> sitting in the corner, just. <sighs> oh man, it's the holiday season. Um, yeah, I would hope for you know at least a title match or two. Even a title change would not be the worst thing in the world, just to make it worth watching. I you know Raw doesn't have a pay per view. Raw didn't have a pay per view between Survivor Series and the Rumble. I would treat this as one. Yeah, I'd be like, let's make it a pay-per-view quality show if we have to. 
I mean, if they were hit. going to do that, you think they would have started advertising it heavily last week. Like, I'm, I'm again, I don't think that's what's going to happen. That's what I would hope would happen. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we do have some emails, but I wanted to do one other thing. We have new NXT tag team champions. That's exciting. Sanity? No, they were the tag team champions. And the new tag team champions are... I don't know. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Who? The Undisputed okay. Era have won the tag team titles. Pete Dunne defended his UK title in another excellent match with Tyler Bate. NXT, okay. good to watch this week. Um, while everyone's focused on Monday for the holiday, there's a holiday happening on Saturday that I think we should talk about too. Okay. That would be Festivus. Uh, is that actually a holiday? People celebrate it. And I think this is right Who in your people? wheelhouse. Why is it in my wheelhouse? Well, because one of the ways in which you celebrate is you air your grievances. I do that all year round. Okay. You don't want an opportunity you, to... I'm just saying, if you wait for Festivus to air your grievances, you're a coward. I have a problem with people who wait all year long to air their grievances when Festivus rolls around. Frankly, I think it's ridiculous, and I don't understand the mentality that leads someone to do so. Is that is that what you were hoping for there, uh, DC? I almost blew you a kiss once you started going, so I was like, <laughs> yes. This is working out better than I'd hoped. Yeah, all right. How about you? Who do you, who do you have a grievance with? I was gonna go with 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 a wrestling grievance. Yeah, see, this um, is the exact type of person I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Someone who just keeps it balled in, saying positivity all year long, and as soon as he feels like he's got an opportune moment to just out with it, here he goes. Let's hear the crying train. Come on, where's the ambulance? Call him in. Let's hear it. Let's go, DC. What's on your mind? Well, now you put the pressure on. Now I don't know if I'll think of anything. I had really good anxiety, ideas before. Not just in the bedroom, folks. They got pills for that. For in- performance anxiety? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I guess that's tech. Yeah, okay, sure. Okay. How's that working for you? Excellent. Nice. A plus. Um, you get the A, she gets the D. Wow. What? I can't, I, I can't argue with it. I'm just saying, wow. <laughs> that was a very, very nice grading joke. Um, what, what, what do I have a grievance against? I have a grievance, and I, and I don't want to turn this towards wrestling Twitter, but I have a grievance with people who blame Vince McMahon and or Stephanie McMahon for all of wrestling's problems. Hmm. Well, in all fairness, Stephanie McMahon is terrible. Did you watch them announce the Women's Royal Rumble? No. Because I heard that Stephanie McMahon was announcing it. So I chose not to watch it. I, I applaud you. You found you're happy. But... People were saying that it shouldn't have been her. It should have been somebody else. And, you know, why Stephanie always got to 
you know, take the credit. And I'm like, if you want to criticize her for being a bad talker, go for it. Cause she is I'm not going to deny that she's a bad promo. That's, that was my, you know, but it's, it's totally okay that one of the heads of the company, she is going to be most likely what the future owner of the company, she and her husband, like she's going to show up. She's going to show up for these sorts of things. Just get used to it. And they're like, oh, well, it was ruined because she was there. I'm like, "Eh." I have to say, I agree with that. It's not ruined. It was still a good moment. No, she's terrible. I'm not saying she's not terrible, but I'm still saying it was a nice one. Do you think she'll be in the Women's Royal Rumble? One can hope because really only she's the only one who really should win that thing. She eliminates Asuka at the end. Clearly. Maybe um, Asuka's not in the Rumble. Say that again? So maybe Asuka's not going to be in the Rumble. Maybe not. Maybe she'll be wrestling for the title. Yeah. Although, honestly, you can lose a Rumble and not have it count against your record. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, here's one thing. Here's an actual wrestling thing. Um, I have a grievance with wrestling announcers who feel the need to tell us anytime. There's a triple threat or a fatal four-way. They go out of their way to tell us that the champion does not need to be pinned to lose the title. I understand that every person's wrestling show could be their first wrestling show, but we don't need to say it every 12 and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I have a grievance with wrestling announcers who tell us that, you know, the big show is six feet tall, 400 pounds. There's no possible way that one guy could get him over the top rope in the Royal Rumble match. I mean, he's a giant DC. He's seven feet tall and 600 pounds. I mean, two guys got underneath him. There's just no way that they could take a giant and get him over the top rope. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's like 10 feet tall, easily like 800 pounds. You would need to get like a forklift in there to even have any hope of getting a giant like that over the top rope. I mean, the big show, we're talking about a guy who's like 15 feet tall, 1,600 pounds, all other 29 mere mortals in the ring would have to work together to just get him even slightly a little bit over the top rope and oh my god here comes Mark Henry the world's strongest man in the world how could we ever pass I'm sick of it I don't need to hear it anymore and I don't need to see the two of them staring each other in that ring don't need to see it but it's the irresistible force versus the immovable object don't you know that thank you Thank you for airing your. We'll we'll move on to the email. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time. I see. I see you're you're turning a, a, a little bit pink. There you go. Just breathe. DDTWrestling at gmail dot com. Uh, hey, yes, we got another email. Hey, yes. Uh, you need to do this one because Chris Hawk channeled some nerd DC here. Jingle bells, DC smells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun is to ride the Doc Manson sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, DC smells, he smells all the way. Merry Christmas, everybody. Even you, DC. Send for my iPhone. I. This is the best insult he's ever given me because he wrote, he made a parody song. For all he hates, nerd DC, he insulted me in song. He can insult me every day in songs has he Nerd would like to. Has Nerd DC had any contributions in 2017? Yes, the WrestleMania opus. Oh, that's right. 
That was this year? Yes. And then it, it broke like him, it and he's been gone since then. Yeah. Hmm. All right. To be fair, I don't listen to any music, so it's not like I can hear a song and think of a way to change it. I don't, like, when I'm in the car, anyway, I'm listening to podcasts. Like, hmm. I hear songs, and I'm like, oh, this is new. And Mrs. Matthews is like, this has been out for six months. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. Do you see, uh, you know that the uh, DDT Awards are coming up, so. They are. I'm excited. I've got it on my calendar. Do you? I do. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. It should be a good old time. All right. Next email comes from, uh, really, I don't know if he's the bestie of all besties, but he's in the running, and that would be Glenn. No question this week. Just a line to wish yourselves, Mrs. Manson. (laughs) Mason? That's not what it says. Mrs. Mason? Come on. Come on. And Mrs. Matthews, a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Good luck with the marathon that is the DDT Awards. Your Festivus with the best of us, Glenn. Merry um, holidays to you as well. Mrs. Very- <laughs> Mason? I read that and I was like, I mean, like, she's oh, I Jewish. I mean, I didn't even say anything about Hanukkah, Glenn. Also true. Come on. Well, maybe- wow. Bestie wow. no more. No, come no, on. You're right. No, you're can't, can't take that away from Glenn. Okay. All right. Speaking right. of besties, hey. Go ahead. Glenn, have yourself a Merry Christmas as well. The next one comes in from Bob. Go ahead and take it, DC. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. Hey. Ah, what a fantastic lead up to Christmas today has been. Why? Why? Today marked a historic day when Birmingham, or Birmingham, Birmingham? Birmingham. When Birmingham was awarded the 2022 Commonwealth Games. What's that? Not only does this cement our place as the number two city in England, but this gives us the platform to finally get the recognition alongside Paris, London, New York, Sydney, Toronto, you name it, as one of the big fish on this planet. Already the youngest population in Europe... I'm very excited about the world's eyes centering on us. What are the Commonwealth Games? I'm assuming it's kind of like the Olympics, except for just members of the British Commonwealth. So Canada, why is the United Kingdom. Why is Paris and New York in there? And Sydney? He's naming other big fish city-wise. Not Tokyo. Really just, well, I suppose that's three continents. I guess South America, Australia, and Asia don't count. They're not allowed to have big cities. Hmm. I want to talk NXT. Dave Meltzer talked on JR's podcast about the decline in TNA viewership in recent years. He used the analogy of the boy that cried wolf. I'm sure DC has read that story in class. No, I haven't, but I have told that story. A time or two. He said around the time of the broken Matt Hardy stuff that TNA isn't that bad, but because it has been so terrible in recent years that people no longer want to give it a try. Though I think we can all agree, TNA is downright awful. Uh, you know, honestly, 
I, I, I started watching TNA a little bit more around the Broken Mat stuff, and there was actually a fair bit to like there. I don't think it was really that bad of a product around that time. Decay was doing their thing. Um, Eli Drake was there doing some stuff. Um, uh, Laurel Van Ness, also you know, known as Chelsea Green, was doing some interesting things in the in the women's division. Uh, I, I think the big thing not, is that yes, we got turned off from TNA because it was it did become awful at a time, but also they lost the TV deals that they had, and it became less accessible. So it actually became, yeah. I think, more difficult for people to watch them. Yeah, and we've seen. With Lucha Underground and you yourself, Doc Manson, out of sight, out of mind. Absolutely. If it becomes difficult to find, it's going to be harder to buy back in. And I think personally, you spend so long seeing and hearing that it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. I tried to watch it and after five or ten minutes, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Jeremy Borash is just god awful. I like and, Jeremy Borash. Oh. Hit him with a shovel. You don't like Jeremy Borash? <laughs> I'm not a Jeremy Borash guy. Huh. And, uh, I like Jeremy you know, I, there was, I watched the episode and it's Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway and Ethan yeah. Carter the third, and they're meeting like on a pe- in a penthouse, like some like out by the pool. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't care. But again, this is also part of my problem is I need like a point to be able to understand who these people are and why I should care about them. It's hard for me to start something in the middle. I've always said that about you. Back to Pav's email. Before the brand split, there was a lot of people that watched NXT. It had Balor, Owens, Joe, and the Four Horsewomen simultaneously at one point. Then it declined. There were rumors of an internal mandate to halt NXT's momentum around the brand split. And after that, not many people watched it. I remember looking at TakeOver Chicago's cards this past year with disinterest. However, in my opinion, it's now the best since 2016. I just think it's funny that we're that it's 2017, so it's not that long. Uh, a lot of great talent and a fantastic yeah, feud between Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black. My favorite feud this year, if anyone is taking notes for a certain award show next week. He's not wrong. That feud was terrible. I love that feud. The Velveteen Dream is terrible. Okay. I do not agree, but I will defend to the death your right to be wrong. Yet, there were still many going into TakeOver War Games seeing Velveteen Dream for the first time. It has, to an extent, recovered from the post-brand split pillaging, yet there isn't that same interest. Why is that? Is it because there are two brands now, so NXT is too much to watch? Is it because Raw isn't as bad as it was around the time Balor, Joe, and Owens were lighting up NXT? Yeah. In my opinion, if you loved NXT in 2014 to 2016, then why not from mid-2017 onwards? Is the boy that cried wolf analogy that Meltzer used at play here? Fun fact number 10, according to Ravishly.com. If you yelled for eight years, seven months, and six days, you would have produced enough sound energy to heat one cup of coffee. Merry Christmas. The P underscore A underscore V. I mean, if you could yell for eight years, seven months, six days. Well, yeah, because you'd have to yell straight because. I'm pretty sure that as as your vocal stopped. cords would give out. Yeah. Um, I think. I think oh. it's more the former in this case. What do you mean? Well, he, uh, he brought up two potential reasons. Why is it that there's two brands 
or is it that Raw is not as bad? And I'm saying it's because there's two brands. Yeah, you know, I think that's part of it, but I think the other part... So, yes, I think primarily, you're right, it's because there's two brands, there's too much wrestling content, and I can't just watch wrestling all the time. I'm not that interested. And so I'm sure there's some people out there who can and love it and eat it up, but I just I, I can't commit three nights in my week, four nights in my week, yeah. all of wrestling. Um, and then... Now that I don't have television, I have started thinking about watching NXT again because I'm not really watching any wrestling right now outside of when the occasional pay-per-view comes up. So I almost watched it this week. But, you know, now that I, you know, I'm thinking about it, now that we've had Pav's email here and I, I really have to sort of assess why I'm not watching NXT, um, you know, I think it's because the WWE has shown me that they don't see it as a full brand and it is their minor leagues that as soon as a talent establishes themselves, as soon as they get into a rhythm, as soon as they, you know, really prove themselves, they're going to get taken to the main roster. So I think WWE through their past actions have shown me that, and again, he talks about it, you know, in, in that draft that brought everybody up to the main roster. They have no problems completely pillaging NXT and sending it back to square one. And again, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I don't think they shouldn't do that. But it makes me, as a fan, who, you know, I want to enjoy a product because it's good, but I also, you know, don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time. It makes me feel like they don't respect the NXT brand, so why should I? Why should I give it that time investment, learn the storylines, learn the characters, when they're willing to nuke the entire roster and start over with nothing again at the drop of a hat just because they feel like it? It just makes it very hard, I think, very difficult um, to want to be invested in that brand. Well, and this is the problem with a minor league system across the board this you know i've heard similar things that you've said from people who watch baseball and you know i the portland sea dogs the the boston red sox double a affiliate have fans but you have to be used to saying once a player gets good they're going to leave right because they're going to get called up to the next level so you can love alistair black or lars sullivan or adam cole but you understand that you have a finite window of time for you to really get invested in them before they go to the main roster, and who knows what's going to happen. And that's the other part of it is there's a lot of people in NXT who I loved, who I was very invested in, who I was very excited because, you know, it was, it was new times, new days. We were seeing how exactly WWE was going to integrate minor league talent onto the main roster when they made that transition. But honestly, like outside of... Kevin Owens, um, I'm not sure they've successfully translated anyone to the main roster. Okay, Kevin Owens, I guess so far I'll give them Asuka um, and Charlotte, but... Charlotte like it's, and, it's Charlotte and Owens. Because it's not Banks, it's not Bailey, it's not Lynch. I mean, it's they did not, a terrible job oh, I suppose, with Bailey. I, I suppose Alexa Bliss. I would put Alexa Bliss in there, too. Yeah, I suppose so. But then you also have to consider... The talents who made the like Elias, right, made all of his growth on the main roster. Why I don't know why they called him up. 
the same reason they called up Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot and Mandy Rose and the other people, and, Sonya uh, Deville. But more than that, like I'm more disappointed with the people that I was heavily invested in. Like Sami Zayn had a killer run in NXT. Yes. Neville had a yes. killer run in NXT. And I don't I mean, don't get me wrong, Neville did some really good work in the cruiserweight division, but I never felt like especially before that, all his actual like real time in the main roster before going to the cruiserweight division. I mean, they they never understood what was good about Neville. They never utilized him. I mean, he's he was essentially Apollo Crews, I would say, for his entire run. Maybe not. That's maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. But No, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, they put a cape on him. The a guy who had is, an excellent run as the heel champion of NXT. You put a cape on him and you told me, he does this really cool red arrow move, and that's the only reason why you should care. Like, I, I don't know. I just, again, it doesn't make me want to invest into that brand or invest into those characters knowing that the longer tenured part of their career is more likely, uh, I don't want to say be wasted. I, I don't know what the right term is I'm looking for here right now, but, you know, they don't translate well. They're and- not going to meet the same potential they had. It's... Neville in NXT was a big fish in a small pond. Then you send him to WWE and the pond gets bigger. And so just by comparison, he's smaller and physically he's smaller. I'm not even counting the accent. You could make the case that the accent was part of the problem, but he's just he's a smaller guy. He's not the same size as Wade Barrett. He's not the same size as Sheamus. And it's two different brain trusts. You know, NXT, you've got to get over with a rabid fan base that will take the time to find you on the network and watch you after five plus hours of wrestling already. WWE is anybody who turns on the TV. They're trying to get you over to a much larger Mm. fan base, which is part of the reason why I hope, you know, I don't know whether or not part of me wants NXT to become the third brand just so talent can go over because I feel like it's not developmental ish. And I don't know. I just, I think they would be better served treating NXT more like a brand like raw or SmackDown. Cause I don't know that you keep bringing in all of these indie guys. You know, the rumor is Ricochet and War Machine are the next that are going to enter the NXT system. I'm like, they don't need developmental. Like, nope. Ricochet, I'm pretty sure, knows where the hard cam is. What exactly are you showing him? Great question. Anyways. I guess we are airing our grievances. Uh, Danielle's question we can answer. It's more skewed towards the list so we could save it for next week's episode of the list i will even make a note of it to make sure we read it or we can do it now it is up to you you oh we can read it yeah let's let's read it hello after listening to this past week's the list episode the famous commercial for tootsie rolls came on youtube how long does it take to get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop one Two, three, three. And just like the commercial, I was curious about how long it would take you guys to go through the entire list. So I did some basic math calculations. I'm also terrible at math, even with a calculator, so correct me if I'm incorrect. 
If each week you guys ranked 15 wrestlers, it would take 68.266666 weeks to go through the entire list. It wouldn't be complete until roughly January of 2019. Out of this list of wrestlers, who would you say is the best at wrestling with multiple gimmicks throughout their entire career? Really looking forward to how the list turns out. Holiday cheers, Danielle at Danielle Sully 19. I don't know if her math's wrong, but January 2019, that part sounds wrong. Why? Well, 68 weeks is a year and 14 weeks. No, 16 weeks, which is a year and four months. A year and four months from now is April of 2019. Hmm. We'd finish this at around our 36th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's how we'll celebrate our birthday is we'll just finish the list. And I also like to point out that there's no way that we can maintain 15 wrestlers a week once the list becomes hundreds of people long. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, there's going to come a show where we're just like, all right, how does Bo Dallas rank against Tim Horner and Angelico and all the other people? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you feel defeated already? No. No, I feel oddly. I enjoy the idea coming from a guy like me. I enjoy the idea of a quest with potentially a, with an unforeseeable ending. No other thing that I think is great. Also, you've been talking about adding like a hundred women's wrestlers. Yeah. Well, and you know what happens when a new superstar shows up? Yeah. Like, last year, if I had made the list, Lars Sullivan would not have been on it. Now he is. That's unfortunate. Street Profits, not on the list, but they probably will be. If it takes long enough. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is the list that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Uh, I need a piece of positivity, Doc Manson. I can't start my holiday. Oh, thank you. Thank you for keeping me on track. You're the conductor. I try to keep you honest, DC. I know how you just have this natural tendency to become a giant liar. Who would I say is the best at wrestling with multiple gimmicks throughout their entire career? Well, Charles Wright is immediately comes to mind. So does Mick Foley. But really, was Mick Foley's like... Yes, Mick Foley is the answer. I'd say it's the answer because each of those characters were quite different from each other. I guess. Dude Love just seemed like... Dude Love was so good. Dude Love I loved... is secretly my favorite McFoley character. I love Dude Love, but it just felt like McFoley with a pajama top on. Oh, no. It was so much more. Would you count Commissioner Foley as a character? Because I suppose it says wrestling with multiple gimmicks, but yeah, you're right. Mick Foley is the answer. I mean, the only other one you might give. If we're going with variety, Papa Shango, uh, comma, the Godfather. Those are three very different characters. That's true. What about Kevin Nash? There was very little difference between Kevin Nash and Diesel. Vinny Vegas was different and Oz was way different. And technically best at wrestling with multiple gimmicks, I guess, excludes Kevin Nash. Yeah, he's not a great wrestler. 
No. Oh, Hulk Hogan. I would give Hulk Hogan credit. The transition from Hulk to Hollywood to Mr. America to Thunderlips. I don't give Hulk Hogan a whole lot of credit, but he'd, he'd qualify. Mm. It's Mick Foley. It's Mick Foley. All right. Now I need a piece of positivity. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Pav. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Um, what was her name? We deleted it. <laughs> Thank you, Greta Grutus, for your what your say on the donation. I still think we need. Oh. Jeremy just emailed us. Who? Literally, Jeremy at ePlan NFL. Huh. Well, I guess we should probably uh, read that one, too. Would you like me to read it? This time of year, we will hear everyone's best of or breakout stars of 2017. What I want to hear from you, fine gentlemen, are your popcorn farts of 2017. In other words, who in the world of wrestling did you expect to have a bigger 2017 than they actually did, whether due to injury, poor booking, or crummy work in ring and in promos? And don't confuse this with me trying to get either of you off of your power of positivity gimmick. Who said Doc Manson had a power of positivity gimmick? Oh. Spin no. it positively. Who had a lackluster 2017? And why will a down year actually turn out better for them in the long run? Happy Rusev Day, Jeremy. Um, I'm not going to answer this. Why not? Because this is exactly what the DDT Awards is about. Okay. So are we using this to tease the DDT Awards? Absolutely. Okay, because I have an answer. I won't give it, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, To hear this question answered, Jeremy, tune in to the DDT Awards. We'll be recording... What's today? Next week? Right around this time, actually. Yeah. Next Friday, I think. I think next Friday is the plan. Oh, man. It's going to be a marathon. I sure hope so. All right. Now I need your piece of positivity. My piece of positivity for this week will have to be a goldfish because that's pretty much all the wrestling I watched. Okay. Um, I will give two honorable mention to Clash of Champions, which, while unremarkable, was still a solid pay-per-view from top to bottom. Um, and we're getting a Women's Royal Rumble. And there's there's plenty to be positive about that there will be returns i imagine there will be surprises nxt call-ups um all of those things that we all want and hope for uh it should be good i don't know how i'm gonna handle two royal rumbles in the same night but i'm excited to see what happens i think i know how you'll handle it i'll fall asleep asleep by nine o'clock watch the second half on monday morning that's how i roll Especially once you get streaming issues, I don't. You tend to not get streaming issues when no. you. Uh, I heard people them, had some trouble with Clash of Champions. Yeah, I had some trouble, and that was kind of when I was like, "All right, time for bed." Yeah. Speaking of which, it's pretty much time for bed right now. It is like seven twenty. I know that's what I'm saying. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Send us an email at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Thank you to all. Man, that makes me feel so good. All of the Jeremy and Danielle and Glenn and Pav and uh, Seahawk, thank you all very much for your emails. I want to wish the neighborhood the happiest of holidays. Whatever it is you choose to do with your next few days, I hope you are safe. I hope you are happy. I hope you are healthy. 
I hope you are positive. And uh, the next time, you, oh no, we'll do an episode of the list before. But the next time you hear us on this feed, it's DDT Awards time. Yep, it's our gift to you. <laughs> Enjoy it, neighborhood. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood.